Um, uh, listen, we know it's been a long time. And I'm not going to say we have apologies for it because I think like life just started doing life's thing. However, we have never once forgotten about you sentimentals. No, I was thinking about this because where we were last summer to where we are this summer. Sure. Like we both just have very summer heavy jobs now that we didn't have last summer. I don't know. I was really trying to have fun this summer and I semi accomplished that. I feel like. Good for you. I was trying to have no fun and I also. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Quincy. My name's Kevin. And this is Sentimental Men. But keep your thumb away from that skip button. Because we're here to talk. And maybe scream. About our favorite women in musical theater. So excited to be here again. We're back, baby. We're back. And we're about to be back. No, yeah, this is a fun little like interlude, but we're about to be back with a capital B in a fun way that we're going to talk about more at the end of this episode. Is that correct? Uh Uh-huh. So you got to listen. So stay tuned. Yeah. That's a deep tease for you all. This is a big episode of Sentimental Men, everybody. So It really is. Yeah, this is going to be great. I can feel it. Before we get into Hi, We Saw Into the Woods, we're going to talk about that. Is there anything you wanted to discuss before we transition into that? Quincy, I do know that people have been asking for a field report from when you saw Alyssa Joy Fox go on as Alphaba recently. Yeah, so I saw Wicked recently. My friend Mark was moving out of the city. He's moving to New Jersey. He's not moving like across the country or anything, but it was fun. He like did a big blowout weekend. One of the final things that he wanted to do was see Wicked. And I was like, yeah, obviously I'll see Wicked. And he was like, okay, I'm going to buy like good seats to Wicked. Is that going to be okay? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Sure, Mark, because you are leaving, I will like buy a premium seat to Wicked, which I genuinely don't think I've ever done for Wicked on Broadway. Have Uh you ever bought a premium seat to Wicked on Broadway? No, baby. I've never bought a premium seat to anything, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we went, Alyssa Fox was on, Talia was out, so I still need to see Talia. We still need to see Talia. Yeah, we need to go. So yes, I was glad in the sense that that meant I got to, I am going to get to see Talia for the first time with Kevin. And also... Alyssa Fox is an iconic alphabet who I have never seen, who I feel like it's important for history that I have seen at some point in life. Yeah, I'm jealous. Kevin, this cast was actually so, so good. So good. Brittany Johnson was Glinda. Sharon Sachs was Morrible. Mm-hmm. Clavon Derricks was the wizard. James D. Gish was Fierro, which I will get into. <laughs> Jordan Barrow, who I feel like we've been friendly with online, was Bach. Mm-hmm. Clifton Davis was Dilliman, who was my first Dilliman on tour in Hawaii. Whoa. Um, and then Michaela Renfro was Nessa Rose. Alyssa Fox, it was so cool to see like an a performance of Alphaba that has just been meticulously crafted. Like Oof. every moment, every acting beat, every riff, every vocal choice. You could tell everything about it was so like, oh, she knows this role. Mm -hmm. She is comfy in this role. She is smooth sailing, chilling. It was really something to behold. Oh, I should also mention that friend of the pod, Danny Quadrino, is currently in the show. He sure is. So I got to see him. (laughs) But he and I were talking after the show about how, again, just perfectly crafted and meticulous Alyssa's portrayal of Alphaba is. Yeah. It's a real treat that she's back on Broadway standing by for Alphaba. Uh, I don't even like know where to jump to. Clavon Derricks as the wizard. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the thing. I know we're on a podcast called Sentimental Men, famously named after the wizard's iconic song, <laughs> Sentimental Man. I will say that when normally, typically when the wizard is on stage, I disengage a little bit, at least, you know. <laughs> but his portrayal of the wizard is so, it's very like southernly grandpa vibes. Oh, I love. And like that to me. Take it from an old man. That's why you like Take it. it from an old man. But yes, in Wicked, it, that vibe does work. And he plays it so, like the evilness of the wizard isn't evil with this portrayal. It's very much like, oh, this is just a man who is doing his best and maybe fell into this highly regarded position, but like is kind of a bumbling fool with a good heart. Well, and like, that's how you play a villain, right? Like you don't play it like a villain. Mm. There we go with the dramaturgy. I'm primed and ready for an Into the Woods conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to James D. Gish as Fierro. Uh-huh. Okay, here's how I would describe the look and the vibe of his Fierro. Okay. It's as if Andy Carl and Aaron Tveit had a child, and then that child had a child with Derek Klenna. That, <laughs> that would be James D. Gish as Fierro. Wait, that makes no sense. Wait, that, that makes so that much makes sense. sense. He has the suave machismo that an Andy Carl Aaron Tveit baby would have. Now, sprinkle over that the youthful <laughs> energy that Derek Klenna brought to Fierro. Okay. And you have James D. Gish. And I really hope I'm saying his name correctly. Remember when we had Mark Evans on and he was like, um, talking about how it's like hard to cast Fierro because it's like you have to treat the character like he's a leading man, but like, even though he's not the leading man of the show, and it's like probably so easy to like let Fierro fade into the background of the story. Yes. The entire cast of Wicked right now is very, very solid. The production as a whole is very solid. It was so great to see. Because realistically, I haven't seen it since we went for reopening. I feel like that's an embarrassing thing for me to admit on this pod. No, but same. Right? Same. We were going to go when Britney started. And then we heard that there was going to be a new Alpha bassoon. So we were like, well, we should wait and see both of the new ones together britney was great too i feel like we've just talked about britney on this podcast or i mean we obviously interviewed yeah 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 but i i i know what you mean all right shall we move into into the woods sure which kevin i feel like was a real moment for you yeah it it was tell the people why undeniably so well okay so what is what is your relationship to into the woods if i'm being honest i probably didn't know it until junior year of high school when that was Mm -hmm. my oh no senior year of high school it was my senior musical Uh uh-huh and i go through auditions and i really felt like it was my time to be the baker like i was feeling like that was it i was so excited i was going through auditions doing the whole thing yeah Feeling I'm a senior, I'm obviously getting the baker. Castles comes out, I got Cinderella's Prince and was very upset about it. Like, yeah. very upset. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, who fucking cares? Um, so I marched into Mr. Duval's classroom and I was like, wait, what happened? Like, why didn't? And I had just played my junior year, I played Anthony and Sweeney Todd, and then uh-huh. I played Sammy Fong in Flower Drum Song. So I was feeling very, like, on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, what happened? 
And he was like, Quincy, like, you are just better suited for Cinderella's Prince. Also, like, Cinderella's Prince actually sings, and the baker doesn't. So, like, this is kind of a compliment if you think about it in that way. Yeah. Which, at the time, I took as a compliment. In reality, he was probably just, like, an adult trying to get this <laughs> get you out of his 18-year-old classroom. kid to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that was it. And then I played Cinderella's Prince, and it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. I also had a girlfriend during that era, and she was on the costumes crew. And so, we would, like, go and, like make out in the stairwell oh during tech and shows and stuff which is so funny <laughs> um but yeah that's my that's my and then i saw into the woods when alice ripley did the witch at town hall and kate Schindel was the baker's wife and betsy wolf was cinderella uh-huh. i'm trying to think of who the princes were in that they had to be splashy right yeah who i'm gonna google it because i feel like that's probably important Wait, this this production was insane. Yeah, read it off. Read it Lee Wilkoff, waitress in Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh. as Mystery Man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Susan Blackwell as the voice of the giant. Oh, Caitlin Houlihan as Little Red. <gasps> oh my God, Jordan Matthew Brown as Jack. Jordan Matthew who Brown, I think, is a sentimental man. Not to put words in his mouth. Oh my God. Oh my God, the princes, Kevin. Tell me, I'm not ready. The princes in this production were. Zach Adkins as Rapunzel's Prince and John Riddle as Cinderella's Prince. How did I forget that? No. How did you forget that? So what is, before we jump into the, the, into the woods that we saw, what is your experience, uh, background knowledge of Into the Woods, Kevin Bianchi? I also was not really aware of it until my junior year of high school when it was the musical. Were you in it? I was. I did Into the Woods twice in high school. Can I guess? Mm-hmm. I would guess you as Jack. Mm-hmm. And I could see you as Cinderella's Prince as well. So at my high school, I auditioned and I was called back for Jack and Cinderella's, well, and like the princes. It was like one callback for both. And I was like, I'm the only one who can sing Giants in the Sky. Like, it, it's going to be me. It certainly was not me. I was, in fact, Cinderella's Prince. How tall Prince. were you in high school? I was <gasps> as tall as I am now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Cinderella's Prince. I Did we not know? I feel like I knew this about you. I don't you. think I knew that about you. No. Oh, my God. Well, this is cute. And then the next year, I did Into the Woods again at, like, a youth theater group, like a community theater group. And that time, I was called back for the Baker and Cinderella's Prince. And I was like... I, th- I feel like this is it because it was a very similar situation where I was like, I'm like the I'm like the oldest I can be to be in this theater group. And like, mm-hmm. I really nailed it. You're feeling your oats. But also I was like, Cinderella's Prince is on the resume. So maybe from a production point of view, it's like maybe more, it's easier because I know the material already, you know? He's thinking that at his like youth I'm, production. Yeah, I'm 17 <laughs> years old. I'm standing in cargo shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what'd you get? I'm going to actually be a little upset if you got the banker. No, I was Cinderella's Prince again. Okay, Yeah. good. So we've both never played the banker? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that wasn't a good friend moment of me. I would have been so happy for you if you got to play No, I'd have been the same way with you, though. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no, okay, so in my high school, it was our fall musical. They cast it at the end of the year before. And so then you had to, like, learn it over the summer mm-hmm. because it was, like, we didn't have enough time right when school started. But when we came back to school in the fall, we got a quiz 
on the lyrics of the opening number because they're so specific. Like, to have, to get, to kill, to keep, to do, to do, to do, to So we got a quiz and we weren't, like, we had to pass the quiz before we could, like, come to rehearsal. Oh, there's a third part to my Into the Woods relationship. Oh my goodness. Because in college, in musical theater college, I had a teacher who you would spend the whole semester doing one scene into a song. And for that whole semester, we did the scene into It Takes Two. Gotcha. This teacher made us memorize the punctuation in all the songs. This is why I am the way I am. She made us memorize like the punctuation in all the songs and we would have to sing it in class. Be like, you've changed, period, pause. You're daring, pause. You're different in the wood, period, pause, pause, pause. This is why I am the way I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I am... I would say intimately familiar with this mm-hmm. material because it was like I had to like literally study it. Well, and it's your favorite musical outside of Wicked, right? Is that correct? It is, yeah. And Stephanie J. Block is your favorite theatrical performer. So it was a real moment for you to see. It was her a real moment in this production. Yeah. In the show. Yeah, yeah. What I will say about Into the Woods as a show, though, and and this was my thought when I saw it at City Center, I was like, oh, this show now hits way harder and deeper and sadder, second act in particular. Mm -hmm. And then when I was watching it with you on Tuesday, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this show does hit me deeper now than it did maybe five years ago. But this isn't even like the deepest it's gonna hit me in my life. Because <laughs> I'm sitting next you... to this ancient hag. <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you mean. I was like, God forbid I ever have a kid and watch this show. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Cause like, yeah, when you're a teenager, it's like it's very like you connect to like Jack and the adventure. Yeah. And then it's like a different part of it. And then all of a sudden you're hit with steps on the palace in a way that like never clicked with you before and oh see and like that hasn't even clicked for me so like well, I mean, I don't it's even... not a timeline it's like you <laughs> just saying no, i know but, like... <laughs> okay so when i started city center um no one is alone really got me uh-huh. at city center and when i saw it with you no more really i was almost near tears I don't well know if you we're gonna circle back no to because okay i have I have songs to sing about Sebastian Arcellus. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, wait, yeah, let's work through. How do you want to work through this, Kevin? Okay, I want to hit anybody in the new cast that we want to talk about. And I want to stop at Sebastian. And then I want to build up to Stephanie. (laughs) Should we talk about Katie Garrity, who is doing a short little stint in the critically acclaimed Into the Woods before she comes to Broadway and Anne Juliet. Yeah, I thought she was great. And I was most in- like extra interested because Julia Lester is my friend's sister. So I like know her and I loved her and I was so excited about seeing her at City Center. And so I was like extra interested to see how the new Little Red was going to be. And I thought she was great. She's so funny at like the moments between the jokes, like the pregnant pauses right before a punchline mm-hmm. or like building up the suspense for the joke. I thought she did such a good job. What I thought was cool is like Julia Lester was actually a revelation in this part and like truly really, it was like a star turn. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. like, I was like so happy to see her doing legitimate outside acting jobs outside of High School Musical, the musical, the series, which by the way, I love. So that wasn't a dig at High School Musical, the yeah, musical, yeah. the series. Everyone streamed season three. Um, <laughs> but 
it was like so cool to see her outside of that world and like killing it. Killing like, so, it. So, yeah. so good. And with Katie, it was like, okay, she's replacing Julia Lester, who was like acclaimed in this role. Mm-hmm. And what she did with the role was what is the word I'm looking for? It was like a toast to Julia's performance and honoring that performance, but doing something same, but so different that it was so good in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like, um, like across the board, that's kind of like the, the dragon for this new cast, because it's like this show was packed with so many superstars that it's like, mm-hmm. you have to kind of like fill the, the shape of the character that has been built for the production, but like do it with your own charisma. Yeah. And it was cool. Cause it was like, there were acting moments. Cause I th- think the part of little red just in general can maybe be a little bit predictable. Once you like get the vibe of what the actor is going to do with it, you're like, okay, then these lights aren't going to read exactly that way. And with her, there were moments where I was genuinely laughing out loud. Yeah. So high praise for Katie Garrity. Agreed. Co-signed. Harkening back to our discussion earlier, should we talk about Andy Carl? Yes, please, let's. Andy was great. Like, across the board, he was great. So funny. Like, perfect prince, whatever. Yeah. Andy's chemistry with Stephanie in Moments in the Woods was standout because I was like, uh we forget that you are both funny actors. Actresses. Actors and actresses. Yes. Like, they had, like, genuine LOL moments in Moments in the Woods. What I do love about this Into the Woods production, they all feel very friendly with each other. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, in scenes like that, it's, like, it just looks like they're two friends, like, goofing around. Especially to think that that was the first night of them doing it. I was, like, if you guys have these comedic beats, like, nailed out in night one, that's amazing. Yeah. Also, while we're speaking about the men, I do think it's worth noting, and the comedy and, like, the playfulness, it's worth noting that Joshua Henry is, like, having the time of his life in this show. (laughs) I could not have this conversation without talking about Joshua Henry's voice. So beautiful. He has such a beautiful, legit voice that I'm like, thank you. And he doesn't need, as Rapunzel's Prince, he doesn't need to give that, but he does give it because he knows he has it and he knows it sounds good. You know what I mean? It's giving me Monet exchange on All Stars. Like just out of nowhere, (laughs) the most beautiful voice you've ever heard. And it was a good reminder of like, oh, he's a Tony nominee for Carousel, lest we forget. Joshua Henry, if you're listening to this, get Stephanie Jeanette Block to do one of your backstage acoustic mashup breakdown arrangements. I would love Moments in the Woods mashed up with a Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande song. Can we talk about Chris Rodriguez as Cinderella? Because she nailed like the physical comedy of the role. Like, Well, and I'm just like, I'm... Glad she's doing this because she is getting the opportunity to flex, I think, her acting ability in Mm -hmm. a way that, like, we haven't gotten to see from Krista in a while. Yeah. Um, And it is good. And it's really fun to see her. She really gets to, like, work the crowd a little bit. Seeing her, like, hold us all so captivated while she's, like, crawling down the stairs. Sure. Such a star moment. Like, we were all... It was like, um, in Sweet Charity, there's a scene where she makes a sandwich and she eats it. And it's like, famously, it is a scene that like the actress drags out and out and out and out and out (laughs) as long as she can, just like doing business. 
And Chris Rodriguez was giving that. Um, like I would, the eating scene in Hello, Dolly. It's that. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. she was giving me that type of control over the audience. It was like there were just so many line readings where I was like, oh, that was like an inspired take on that line. I agree. This whole production is just not like playing into the fairy tale vibe Mm -hmm. i think that like frees everybody up to really be like like take these kind of like fresh deliveries of the lines that maybe wouldn't fit in like a fairy which is necessary because it's such a stripped down bare bones production you need the acting to be giving Mm -hmm. otherwise it's like okay what are we doing here you know (laughs) and for the record everyone's acting is giving in this production it is giving i think it's time that we should talk about Sebastian Arcelis as the baker. I I think it's time. Oof. Okay. Here's what I will say. I've never seen Sebastian perform live. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know that I necessarily had expectations other mm-hmm. than the fact that Stephanie J. Block would not be married to a flop, obviously. <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> yeah. He was, and we're going to talk about SJB. Yeah. I left this show, and I'm sorry to Stephanie J. Block. I left this show in love with Sebastian Arcelis. 100%. It was like, whoa, where have you been all my life? I could not have prepared myself. Like, as perfect as we all knew that Stephanie J. Block was going to be as the baker's wife, he met her there. Like, he was right. as perfect as the baker. In like I understood that role in a way I never have. Sebastian Arcelis as the baker is something to write home about. It, it was impeccable. Yeah. Like something that I noticed about the baker for the first time last or two nights ago watching him is that the baker spends most of Act One being the straight man for everyone else's big moments. Like he, he like sets up the punchlines or like he is the punchline or like he's there, like even like justifies the beans. It's like, that's like her moment. And she's there like supporting her Mm -hmm. in that moment. He kind of like endears himself to us so much in act one. And then when you get to act two and it's like, he's the focal point. He is like the big emotional devastation it's like you're so right there with him. It, to me, it was like the acting and the line deliveries. And like there was just like the way that he plays this part is like you just want to like, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. It's so not intimidating at all, but so cute. Totally understand and why so grounded, like this person. So grounded and so kind. Like his baker felt very like kind. on That's my it. sleeve vibes. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like, and then like, no more. I said earlier that like, no more to me. This performance that we saw was like my emotional, like, oh, I might cry during mm-hmm. this. I don't know. It was so perfect. And that's not even taking into account the like natural chemistry that comes along with playing Baker and right. his wife with your actual spouse. What you were saying earlier, where it's like the Baker kind of has to be the straight man for every other character in this show because i think the other roles in the show are characters and the baker is kind of like yeah yeah the real human in this part. he's like the everyman sebastian brought a depth to the everyman that i think is very special and very unique to his portrayal and i also like don't ever want him to leave broadway now i'm like wait can you do everything please 
my literal like first thought at intermission is I was like, I want the two of them to make a career out of going into shows together. I would buy premium tickets to any show that the two of them, because it was like, it was like magic. Yeah, it was magic and obviously very special to see real life couples, Stephanie J. Block and Sebastian Arcelis, be the Baker and Baker's wife together. Should we start talking about Stephanie J. Block, who we have not seen live since the Share show pre-pandemic? Was that pre-pandemic? Yeah, yeah, 2019. That's really crazy. And I was in college, Kevin, when we saw that. <laughs> I was but a wee young child. <laughs> My God. Oh, which, by the way, listeners, my shtick when I was interning for Kevin was that I would always make fun of his age, which kind of has continued to be my shtick with my relationship with Kevin in general. Mm -hmm. I will, I think it's good to let everyone know that this summer I had an intern at my job. Yeah, this is good to let people know. This intern would always make jokes about my age, me. At the ripe age of 25, was getting made fun of. How old were you when I met you, Kevin? Summer 2018. So I was 26 that summer. Okay, yeah. So kind of, wow, kind of similar. Yeah, ooh, fun. (laughs) My intern made fun of my old age all summer long. And I have to say, it's not fun. The jokes and whatever are okay to stomach, but it's like the moments when you realize that they genuinely don't know a pop cultural reference or cultural reference that you (laughs) think is commonplace. That really caused you to do some deep introspection. And like, I understand that this is just like kind of the first step in the rest of my life, but like it is, it has been really jarring and upsetting also Mm -hmm. to be the quote unquote old person in a situation because I feel like I've built a personality. Yeah, I built a personality about being like the young, hip, cute one. And that's not, that's very quickly. Not cute. Oh my God, that was crazy to say. (laughs) All I'm saying is I got a taste of my own medicine this summer and it wasn't fun. So I do have to apologize to anyone who I've ever made feel old through my jokes. It was a shtick. It was a joke and I don't mean it and I take it all back and I'm going to try to not do it to people who aren't Kevin because I think I'm going to continue to do it to Kevin. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that now it's a bit and not a behavior. Anyways, Stephanie J. Block is the baker's wife and into the world. (laughs) Yeah, all of this to say, we have not seen her on Broadway together <laughs> since the Cher show, famously during Quincy's undergraduate era. So what, okay, previously, it's, for me, it's just the Cher show and Falsettos live. The, the first time I saw her live was Falsettos and then the Cher show. And there was something kind of cool about seeing her in a musical theater role that has been canonically established for decades. I love when Stephanie J. Block originates something, and I love when she creates something, but she is so good at a revival. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she is so good at taking a role and and making it Stephanie J. Block. Because she, like, when she does a, a City Center concert, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, you are finding... Oh, I saw her in Brigadoon. You did. All of this is to say is she took on the mountain that we all know to be the baker's wife. And I feel like we have to start by saying the curtain came up. Oh my God. And if you've seen this production of Into the Woods, you have each couple standing 
Stephanie and Sebastian are center stage, and then you have the two other couples, stage right and stage left. Yeah, each of them is in a little spotlight. Before the man in chair, we're going to call him... The narrator? Yeah, yeah, that. (laughs) Before the narrator says, once upon a time, the show hadn't begun yet. That was Stephanie J. Block on stage. She was drinking in every moment. She was like fully feeling the moment I am back on Broadway. I mean, it, what would you say? A solid, at least like a minute and a half at least a of minute. just people yeah. screaming, losing their minds. This is such deja vu because I feel like a year ago I we know, did this I about know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it was a year ago because Wicked reopened on the Tuesday after Labor Day last year. And we saw Stephanie J. Block and Into the Woods on the Tuesday after Labor Day this year. That's so cute. So... This is a tradition now, so pencil me in. I wonder what we'll see next year. <laughs> it's got to be, we have to see an alphabet in something. That's the rules from now on. I feel like next year it's going to be, oh, you know what we're doing next year? What? That I think is going to time out perfectly. We're going to see Eden Espinosa in Lampica on Broadway. <gasps> Ooh. Next September. I love that it. That right. So yeah, so she comes out. They all come out. Big applause. She's soaking it in. And I think they all kind of were because like it was everybody's first night like sure like maybe i was only looking at sjb we were very hyper focused i I think it's safe to admit but no it was a really sweet moment and then quincy the very first little i wish that came out of her mouth i knew and i was like we're in for it we're in for a ride i think because summer was doing its summer thing and life was so busy i hadn't really like had a second to think about what it was going to feel like to see Stephanie J. Block doing like a brand new role on Broadway that we haven't seen her do before. Mm-hmm. Like we're about to watch this entire production and Stephanie J. Block is the fucking baker's wife. What a gift. Truly, what a, gift. what a gift. And truly she was like, listen, it's been rough for everyone. She said, let I'm going to let you boys have it. Let me, let me just do Here's this one for, for me. Everyone. Yeah. No, you know when she said this one's on me is when she full chest belted justifies the beans, which was the first time we got a belt from her during that, at that point in the show. That was the first time we got a belt from her, right? It was so, okay, because you know that Stephanie J. Block can build to a moment. Mm-hmm. Literally, as soon as she started with the like, and maybe they're really magic. Who knows? She was doing the thing where it was like, I'm almost going to belt, but then I'm not. I'm almost going to belt, and then I'm not. And then she took that big breath, and she could have held us there for a minute. And that clip has gone viral. Like, someone mm. released an audio of it, and everyone's, like, talking about it. And it truly was just, like, just the means <laughs> came out of her mouth. And I was just like... <laughs> There it is. Like, yes. This I is- mean, it was, this is it. This is why you cast Stephanie J. Block as the baker's wife. It's for this moment. Magic. We all love the baker's wife. It's like communally we decided that that's like one of the roles to judge an actress by. But it doesn't all, that moment doesn't always need to be a belty moment. And it's fun. And it's like a very difficult vocal moment because it like sits on a lot of people's breaks and like, it's tricky to navigate. So to hear her just be like, not only do I have this, but I have extra. She was like, we're not going to fuck around so with the I'm, mix. We're just going to do this. Which is that? Going straight. What? If the baker's wife chooses to belt that note, is that the highest belt that we get from the baker's wife in Into the Woods? I think I so. I think so, right? Yeah. Someone let us know if we're right. Um, so I'm glad she chose to belt that note. Boy, did she. And again... 
show-stopping applause. Hoots and hollers. Harkening back to Sebastian, just like standing there very patiently, letting the baker's wife soak in the glory. Oh, another Stephanie Sebastian dynamic that I loved that I didn't clock the first two times I saw this production, so I think it's a Stephanie yeah. Sebastian specific moment is when Sebastian would struggle to untie his apron knot and S- Stephanie would just fucking pull it and be like, come on. Like, even if that's staging, it felt so, like, familiar to them. Yeah. Like, it just felt so much like their energy. And it, like, established them as the baker and baker's wife so well. Okay, so should we talk about moments in the woods? One, hated watching her die after. Like, that was tough and I forgot that that was going to happen. Somebody sitting behind us, it wasn't even, like, shock. Oh my God, they were like, Oh my god, I forgot. Which, okay, in that case, I did, I also forgot. I think everyone forgets that that's about to happen. Because you just watch the Baker's Wife, like, have her moment, and then what? She gets stepped on It catches you off guard. Crazy. Probably by design. Moments in the Woods happens, and it was, like, a perfect moment because it's just SJB on stage, alone. What was that? And Moments in the Woods is, like, you, like follow her on this journey mm-hmm. of thinking like trying yeah. to keep her thoughts straight and she like to see stephanie j block's script you know there's those pages lines yeah. asterisks i bet we could circled. get her to send us a picture of her script Ooh. <laughs> i bet we could if we ask nicely i bet we could so moments in the woods is always kind of regarded as like the capital a acting song we come for the voice at justifies the beans and we come for the acting mm-hmm. In Moments in the Woods, Stephanie J. Block found ways to sing that song that I have, I would never would have imagined. She was like coming in with the full belt. Like she was giving us like Edwin Drood low notes. Mm. She was giving us the pirate queen belt. She was pulling out like a pretty airy mixy. It was so good. It was a, it was like the Stephanie J. Block tour de force performance and to me that was like the biggest takeaway i had from this evening where i was like stephanie j block is like she's it baby i don't think this is gonna happen just because there's another show that's coming to the st james that we all know about but it's like to me this production of into the woods could run forever in the same vein as the way that chicago is running forever by just keep casting interesting people and all this stuff who the people want to see exactly and it can work because the material is there the material is good quick little contracts yes give me adina as the witch or honestly at this point the baker's wife the way that this production is like trending i would take her as either i also i feel like if into the woods was an easier show to learn not to say that chicago is not difficult but like people are more casually familiar with chicago whereas like into the woods is such a complicated score to learn i kind of think with into the woods it's harder to cast the reality tv star it's easier to cast like a theater name a celebrated diva yes because like they're more likely to like get the material down quickly because i was thinking that too i was like the way that these like Broadway contracts and everything work, like you know that this new cast probably had like two weeks max to rehearse yeah. for this production, and like that's crazy to learn a Sondheim that's score. That's a in that big show to learn. <laughs> yeah, but everyone goes see Into the Woods. Stephanie J. Block is fantastic. Sebastian Arcelis is fantastic. The entire new cast is amazing. This production is great. It's just like yeah. it like hits the spot in a way that I think. Oh, I was talking about this with friends. I think. 
following the pandemic, Broadway and theater in general kind of like went to this like comfort show place where it's like, mm. okay, we brought back Waitress, we brought back Kinky Boots, we're casting these like theater stars and in Into the Woods and it's mm-hmm. a concert production. Like I feel like theater right now is very like comfort shows in the way Homey. that people talk yeah. about Broadway post 9-11 where it was like the hairsprays, the Mamma Mia's of the world just to like bring joy. Wow, yeah. Everyone is just kind of trying to like stick to what they know and be comfortable, I think, because the world is in such turmoil right now. Yeah. If you treat yourself to one thing, it's Stephanie J. Block as the baker's wife and you get the added bonus of Sebastian Hercelis as the baker. Even if you look at, which I feel like this is all we should talk about it, but even if you look at like Leah Michelle going into Funny Girl, it's like that is like... It's a comfort food for, for some people, the same way that Stephanie J. Block in Into the Woods is comfort food for me. You know what I mean? Everybody's getting something, yeah. something they love. Oh, we have to talk about before we move on. Okay, so we left Into the Woods and... Someone came up to you and and mentioned and was like, oh my God, when I heard Stephanie do that wicked riff, I knew you two were going to talk about this on the podcast. And I heard that from a distance and I was like, yeah, wicked riff. I also was like, what wicked riff? Yes. And then online people were tweeting about the wicked riff and I was like, wait. And Kevin and I had like casually discussed as we were walking to the subway, like, wait, I didn't hear a wicked riff. So I knew that at least the two of us were on the same page about a wicked riff. Yes. When would it have happened? I've done some extensive investigative journalism into this, and I understand what has happened now. What has happened is that Justifies the Beans, Stephanie sang it a little slower than usual, right? Like she really gave it like a big bravado moment. And so when you hear those notes drawn out, they're um, very similar to one of the alternate melody options that they give the girls for defying gravity. Oh, interesting. And so people were hearing, justifies the means, and they were also hearing, defying high, defying gravity, which is famously an option that- Wait, Kevin, that sounds crazy. Kevin, I cannot believe that people would hear, like that to me doesn't make sense. What I think really what is happening is that it's just like Stephanie has like a one of a kind voice and she has such a like a signature way of like phrasing music that it was like easier to connect those two like very discreet melodies. I think it was just like she was belting and it sounded like more like Wicked than it normally does. What's happening is people are conflating Stephanie J. Block belting with Wicked. So the first time she belted it into the woods, people were like, Wicked. (laughs) I don't know. But it spread like wildfire. I mean, I also love that, like, whatever, let that be lore. I think that's, like, fun and fresh. So whatever. That's fun. Sure. Stephanie J. Block did a Wicked riff at her opening night of Into the Woods. Don't. You heard it here last. You heard it here last. (laughs) Should we move into the big news? Into some exciting things to share with the class. While this is a bonus episode for the month of September, we are coming back in full force in October. This time with a fun... uh, With a friend. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, do you want to talk about it? We are coming back in October, but Theaterly is going to be joining the Sentimental Men family. Theaterly, ever heard of it? The hip new Broadway site for Gen Z. We are big fans of what Theaterly is doing because they're kind of building a cool, different, vibey, theater-loving platform. Like they Mm -hmm. feel like a really like fresh, friendly, social way of like theater reporting on theater which is like very aligned with what we try to do yeah as quote-unquote normal life is resuming kevin and i are finding that we need a lot of time to produce this podcast in the way we want to and theaterly has so graciously offered to help us produce this podcast Mm -hmm. and keep it running in a way that will be beneficial to all of you listeners yeah so they're going to be able to help us not only sustain the podcast that we have built but they're also going to be able to help us grow it in a way that just like quincy and i have reached our our bandwidth so we we could not take on some of the ideas that they have um so i mean there's some really exciting stuff yeah like we're already talking about like regular live shows which i think would be fun We love an era here at Sentimental Men, and we're very excited for this one. Our theaterly era, their Sentimental (laughs) era. (laughs) All right, so we'll see you all in October for Wicked Month. Oh, my God. (laughs) We're happy to be back. Genuinely, like, it felt very good to record another episode. It's been too long. Felt like oil can, you know? Unsqueaking. (laughs) I played the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz. Wait, I literally... Oh, I did play the Tim Man. I also played the Lion. <laughs> did you play the Tim Man and Lion too? No, I never played anybody. You'd be a good scarecrow. I went as a scarecrow for Halloween in first grade. But that Me too. Probably <laughs> around that age as well. So you were you were dressing as scarecrow for Halloween when I was doing Into the Woods in high school. And then I was making out with my girlfriend in Into the Woods in high school when you were getting your first job, maybe? <laughs> in what year? 2015. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. The job that you would eventually hire me in. Wow, look at that. For sure. Look at that. (laughs) Okay, bye everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Sentimental Men. This episode was produced and edited by your hosts, Quincy Brown and Kevin Bianchi. You can reach us at sentimentalmenpod at gmail.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sentmenpod. Thanks to Julia DeMarzo for our thrillifying artwork. And thanks to you for tuning in. Till next time, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kevin. And as a Cinderella's prince, I was very (laughs) invested. If he carried the torch well. This is like the stupidest thing to say, but I was like, Quincy, you're such an idiot in high school for saying this line in that way. You should have done it like Andy Carl on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.